I just slipped through an exam and you're listening to a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. Right now I'm joined by Chris Butchard from Avex Para Morena. Morena, Jamie. Good to be here, mate. Um, thank you. It's good to, good to have you here. Um, Daytime Hinge is the name of your new EP. Mm-hmm. Um, Patience was the first single that you released from it. Um, Patience with the American Dream is how the song goes. The song was written and recorded before you left for the States because you've recently returned. Yeah. This was recorded back in 2017 at the glorious Kingwood Court upstairs hall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and literally kind of got it over the line tracking-wise just before I boosted to Austin. Yeah. yeah so yeah. been a bit of a slow burner, kind of just chipping away at it, um, mainly Ryan Finney, but back and forth kind of every five or six months almost. Yeah, yeah. Until it's like, gosh, we've finished it, like very recently. <laughs> but yeah, very much kind of chipping away. Does it feel interesting putting out a song like that, though, that's like going on about patience with, with the American dream? Like your patience, was it like patience to get there? But you've released the song after the fact. Yeah, there is something deeper in that. It is, it is a little bit strange. Um, yes, yeah, so I did write that with this kind of notion of getting over there and just how it would be. Yeah, it turned out all right for us. But it is interesting from this perspective, looking back, like releasing it now, especially mm. being back here for the last month and looking at that country as it is right now. But, but yeah, definitely, um, definitely kind of strange. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was it always, I mean, you're, obviously you're always going and you, you quickly got this done before you left, I guess. Um, but, you know, what was the idea with the project after it was recorded? You know, you said, you know, you're backwards and forwards of five months here, you know, do it again in another five months. Was it always going to be like that or was it just the way it turned out? Definitely just the way it turned out. I mean, it was pretty much let's get it tracked before I leave. Yeah. So that was the main incentive. And then... I mean, obviously, I wasn't going to play any gigs anytime soon because I was yeah, over yeah. there. I mean, yeah. I guess I could have wrangled together a band in Austin pretty easily, but um, I just wasn't really looking to do that. So, yeah, it, it basically was get it recorded yeah. and then let's just see how it pans out. And mm-hmm. it's more or less coincidental that I'm back here now that it's finished. Yeah. Like, it, there's nothing, no more reasoning towards that than just a coincidence. But, yeah, it was... It was just that, just let's see what happens. We want to release it at some stage. We think, you know, it's pretty decent, decent enough to kind of put out there. So that was it. Yeah, no, and it is, it's more than decent. It's oh, great. Thanks, man. Um, just, just quickly, kind of off, to, well, not off topic a little bit. I mean, you're from Utiputi, which is a great musical city. You've been yep. in two of the great musical cities of the world. Austin, of course, with South by Southwest and everything that goes on there every day. Uh, it's a great musical city in New York, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, it's, it's New York. New, it's New York. <laughs> the big apple. You know, so how was, uh, you know, how was being in those two cities and um, in terms of creativity and stuff like that for you? Um, so very different. I mean, I could talk about Austin for about two days. Yeah. Um, absolutely love that place and definitely love New York. Um, in terms of the life thing in New York, I mean, we were only there for about four months before COVID hit. Yeah. Um, and gosh, I don't know if I went to any gigs at all. I mean, as I was saying before the interview, I had a, a bit of a jam with Andy at a, at a blues night. Mm-hmm. Um, but gosh, yeah, I don't think I actually went to any any gigs. I mean, would have loved to get more into it. Um, but yeah, COVID hit. And like there was a couple of basically buskers that you'd catch outside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but that was about it. And mind you, those dudes would have been incredible. and women are just incredible. Like saw this, there was a great street about four blocks away from us which we nicknamed the Cool Street, and every kind of second night, 
during COVID that have a like social distance gig on the street. Wow. And I saw like probably the best jazz band I've ever seen in my life. Just five dudes and a, an amazing woman singer who was just knocking out of the park. So very grateful in that respect. So Austin, um, yeah, has that live music capital of the world thing going on. Yeah. And South by Southwest alone is just magic. Like I could never put into words how amazing it is. And we, the beauty with us was that we were there for the first year just as punters. Um, and it was just incredible. I mean, the whole city just gets taken over by this massive big, mm, mm. more or less outside conference, which, you know, goes from um, tech to movies to music. And it's, it's pretty much like the whole city is trying to get your attention. So there'll be free parties and there'll be free booze around. It's just a massive big conglomeration of amazingness and of course music's always at the heart of it yeah but now it's just stretched to a, a much bigger affair um but yeah totally went to lots of shows in austin and like the main drag um sixth street or the dirty sixth is like one of those i mean some people aren't really into it but it's one of those to give an indication of um music in that city every bar on that street is playing live music on like a friday saturday night there's there's music for everyone in Austin. It's not yeah. just that kind of alt country thing that, or Stevie Ray Vaughan or, or yeah, like yeah, 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 like yeah. he's got a great statue there. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a Austin's just a hell of a city. Great people, great creativity. You know, keep Austin weird is that that ethos that they have. Like so that. they hold on to that. Yeah. Did did it, did you get a lot of inspiration there in terms of songwriting? Yeah, I did actually. I mean, to be honest, the last three years. Post AVX, but I've been kind of chipping away at finishing off a lot of songs that I'd started before I left yeah. that I don't consider being part of that particular project. So more kind of singer songwriting re stuff. Um, so yeah, I I did get some inspiration and also just being in a in a great city helped. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah so yeah. you know, and and I I guess the general vibe of the music um, genre scene, if that's the thing, is that alt country. Um, you know, acoustic kind of warm feel with fiddles, and they do hang their head on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Else. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's got a scene in any kind of genre as well. What goes into your typical Avex Sparab track? So, um, I mean, the first album I did back in the day, that was more a recording project that I did at home. And yeah. um, what do we got? Chopper from the hospital or something <laughs> coming through. Um, so the first album was just me more or less chipping away at, um, is that chipping away matcher again, at some tunes in my spare room, and <laughs> above our heads. Is it landing or going? It's, it's landing. It's landing. Um, great view out of here, by the way. Yeah, it's great. Um, so that was more or less a recording project, and I had like 10 songs that were pretty eclectic, so I just mashed them into an album. Yeah. And then the process for this, for this EP was, so I got um, some good friends, Ryan Finney, who plays drums, mm-hmm. and Nick Dwyer, who plays bass, um, together to, to do like a, a small couple of shows for the first album. And then we just kind of kept on jamming. Yeah. And um, I mean, yeah, we must have only played like five gigs, maybe six tops. And then so I, we kind of just, I had, I had the songs and then maybe over a few weeks in the band room kind of mould them into tracks to be to be recorded mm-hmm. but yeah um, for this EP I guess all my songs and then 
Ryan and Nick, who are both great players, just chimed in and, and um, did their part, which is yeah. awesome. Nice, nice. And, and what about that band? Are, the, are those two still around? And is this going to, you know, reform and play some live shows? I would hope so at some stage. Definitely no plans right now um, because, I mean, at the moment I'm only definitely here till Christmas. Oh, yeah. And in January, may not ev- I may not even be here, but hope to be. Um, so, yeah, hopefully a gig in the future, maybe yeah. a year's time. Um, yeah. I mean, we wouldn't even be gig-ready by any stretch right now. <laughs> to, to pull anything off would be pretty horrible. Um, but I think if I was to do it, I'd probably actually recruit a couple more people, maybe do an EP release at some stage. And I think if I was... Because um, I do like it sounding as close as the tr- as the tracks as possible. I'm sure yeah, most yeah, people yeah. want that in their own bands. So I've thought about maybe recruiting a couple of friends just to, to play a keys line here and there and, and guitar, and I would just do vocals, oh, yeah, I nice. think. Yeah, and and how do you think it would go? Because you know, you're, I mean, you're a drummer by yeah. trade, you know, so you've got the kit to hide behind. Yes. And when you're on the stage with the guitar, you've at least got that to hide know, behind as well. I know, I know. And now you've got your, what are you going to do with your hands? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm an amateur, and I definitely don't know. I have done a few gigs like that. Yeah. Did I love them? No. I, <laughs> I did. So I, I don't know. It's more that when I've ever played my best, and I'm, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so, man, e- even the album release show, I, I did a show at Bikinio, and, and I've talked to a few people about a similar thing. Like, I quickly go on a downward kind of spiral, and it's everything... There's the spiral. Yeah, there's the spiral. If, unless everything's sounding amazing. So if I can get... Where I'm going with this, if I can get the sound of the um, album or EP sounding really good, then I think I'll get a decent buzz out of that. Yeah, yeah. And then I hopefully will be able to sing um, properly. And I mean, <laughs> the thing that I've done most of over the three years is actually singing. Mm. Yeah. Like I've barely played drums, although um, it was amazing speaking of South by got to play it in the second year with Emily Fairlight. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did yeah, too, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, with Mike McLeod. Um, right, so uh, Daytime Hinge is out now. Um, you can find it on Spotify. You Are you going to put it out on Bandcamp as well? Yes. Yeah, I'll probably, I should do that today. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. Spotify, Spotify first. I mean, yeah, that was like, okay, it's, it's up. So let's, let's share that around. All right. Yeah. All right. So you go find it on Spotify and hopefully uh, by the time this interview airs, Bandcamp. Yes. Because that's Bandcamp. really, that's the best place to go. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Yes. I'm out of the loop. Oh, always still Bandcamp. Yeah. yeah. I mean, go to Bandcamp, purchase it. Uh, it's the way to go. Yeah. No. Well, sweet. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming in. Oh, cheers, Jamie. Great to catch up. Man. Oh, Absolutely. indeed. Indeed. Absolute pleasure. Have a wonderful day. Likewise. And, and, and maybe one more month of summer before you well, head off to a winter. Ho- hopefully, too. I mean, we are back in Feb, but um, just I'll be in Dunners at least to the end of the year. Nice. Nice. Yeah. All right. Thanks, mate. Okay. Cheers, mate. was a Radio 1 91FM podcast, but find more at r1.co.nz.